0: Um, you know, taking into account that uh, it's kind of hard to simulate the uh, kick return game and kick coverage during, uh, during training camp um, and the preseason, you're mixing and matching guys in there and players like Ebner and Slater and Jones missed a lot of time. But um, are those excuses I'm making for the, the way the coverage and return games were on, su- on Sunday? Look, I mean, it's, it's this part of the season is all about improvement. Uh, you know, it it starts with the coaches, you know, and and we're all accountable for it. But, you know, in everything we do in in all the phases, you know, we're looking at everything and trying to find a better way to do it. Uh, There's some fundamental stuff that we have to get right, out have to correct. And, uh, you know, I I don't think there's any excuse to be made for anything. We're all playing within the same rules. And, uh, you know, this time of year, a lot of times it's, you know, working different combinations of players and getting guys in the right position to make plays next to one another. Next question, we're going to go with Bob Sosey. Uh, Bob Sosey followed by Doug Kine. Hey, Bob. Hey, Joe. How are you? Good. I want to ask you about Ryan Allen's progression and improvement that he's demonstrated in situational punting. Bill talked yesterday a little bit about uh, Ryan's mental toughness, but also said that he's improved a lot situationally. Can you describe what you've seen you know, since he made this team as a rookie free agent, and uh, in particular what he's shown you the last couple of years, and how he handled that particular play on Sunday with the punt to the one. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I think Ryan's evolution as a player has really been outstanding. When he came out of college, you know, the biggest thing he had, he was a strong leg guy, he had big numbers in college, he saw the potential for, for big hits down the field, and what he's really developed into is a great situational punter. And the thing people have to understand is you're never going to lead the league in New England in any statistical category as a punter. A lot of reasons because of the weather, the wind, but mostly because of a lot of situations. When you play with a good offense, a lot of times you're punting on shorter fields, and it's your job to operate within those situations as best you can. If you're on a team that doesn't have a good offense, you're banging away from the minus 20-yard line a lot, and you can create big numbers. But if you're in that zone where it's just outside field goal range and it's you know on the other side of 50 and you've got to pin it on down there, really a lot of times his most impactful punts and his most important punts are the ones where he's only going to be able to gross or net, you know, 35 yards. And the one thing Ryan's really worked hard on is operating to give our gunners a chance to play it down the field. You saw that the other day with him working with John Jones. That's a very difficult situation, Uh, not only for Ryan to have to operate under the kind of pressure the Texans were bringing in, a got-to-have-it situation, but to be able to operate with the placement down the field and not pinning it into the end zone where they're going to get the 20-yard line to start to drive. I think one thing Ryan works tremendously hard at in practice every day are his mechanics to be consistent. But within that, he's consistently putting pressure on himself on a daily basis to operate on those shorter punts or the backed-up punts or the hard direction punts. Or anytime we go out there on our practice fields and there's a drastic amount of wind or there's rain or snow or anything that we can work with element-wise, you know Whether it's a day that he has a heavy load or not, Ryan will go ahead and start working on it, knowing he may not get another opportunity to work in those elements. And as soon as they come up, you know it's got to become our advantage to operate in the elements better than the opponent. You know His job is not to beat everybody in the league every week with numbers. His job is to beat the specialist on the other team with how he functions within the game and the flow of it. Thank you. Uh, next question, Doug Kide, followed by Dave, uh, David Lazar. Hey, Doug. Hey, Joe. How's it going? Good, man. You? Doing well. Uh, I, during training camp, we saw you know, Chris Hogan, Rex Burkhead, Patrick Chung are returning a lot of punts in practice or catching a lot of punts in practice, and, and all of those guys kind of have limit, limited experience in games in that role, but what's your level of confidence if any of those guys do have to get thrust in that role during a game? Well, we won't put anyone on the field if we don't have trust in them, number one. And, you know, my job as a coach is is to prepare everybody on the field the best I can and establish as much depth at every position as best as I can. You know, not just for finding the best 11 that are available at the time, but looking past that and seeing the ripple effect that may happen through inactives or in-game injuries or situational adjustments we're going to have to have. So we're always preparing multiple guys on the team. We're always working ahead and thinking, you know, the if-then-what type scenarios. Uh, these are They all work very hard. They're guys that are before practice, after practice, and in practice period guys getting extras. Uh, so anytime we put them on the field, we know the level of work they've put in going into it and that they're giving the team the best chance of success in that role. You know, and I know, that, I know there's a lot of questions right now in terms of, you know, what's the next step going to be, but I'd just say that this isn't really very unfamiliar territory for us. Going into the second game last year, if you remember, we didn't have Julian. Danny wasn't at the game in New Orleans last year. We ended up going with Patrick. He was one of several guys who were part of that option. And due to roles within the game, he ended up handling it for that game. Uh, So we've had different times. We've had to put different guys back there for different situations, whether that's as a punt returner or on a safety kickoff return where you're using multiple punt returners on the unit. So it's never just training one guy for a fourth down you're always looking at all the situational plays that may come up throughout the game and how you can best use everyone on your roster. Great. Thanks a lot, Joe. For David Loizar, followed by Nora Princiati. Hey, Coach. I was just wondering if you could give us an assessment on the uh, kickoff coverage unit on Sunday. It seems like you guys gave up some longer kickoffs than usual. You know what? At this point, uh, we're really looking forward to what we have to do against Jacksonville coming up and what we have to do to improve that unit. Again, this time of year, it's all about improvement, and that's in every phase. It's beyond just the kickoff unit. It's it's every phase we put on the field every week. There's always challenges, and right now we're focused on, you know, the challenges Jacksonville is going to bring towards us, and they're an explosive team in all phases. So with the speed they're putting on the field, we've got to make sure that we improve everything, and move forward to correct any mistakes we have. Last Thanks, for Nora Princiati and Mike Reese, go ahead, Nora. Hey, Joe. Uh, I'm just wondering if you can kind of illuminate for us some of the key differences between catching and returning uh, punts versus kickoffs. And just if you were to have to coach a player who'd done one but not the other to do both or to do the other one, how, you know, how you might go about doing that and what the biggest challenges in that are just sort of in a hypothetical sense. Oh, I'll tell you what, that's, that's a great question because a lot of people assume that, well, if you can catch a kickoff, you can catch a punt, and they're two very, very different plays. or are two very, very different balls to field. Kickoffs have much more of a linear path to them. Uh, they're a much easier flight to judge and to get set up on, as well as normally kickoffs have uh, an easier determined depth that you have to work to. Punts the best equivalent you could have is playing center field in baseball, and you're truly judging the flight of the ball. And you're not only just you know, worried about the distance of the ball, but you're also worried about the curve and the break of the ball based on the nose up or nose down. You're worried about the crosswind and how that could play a factor, and you're worried about the, the bodies around you that you may be coming up into a crowd or setting up laterally and making sure you're clear on it. Jud- uh, judging a punt is, is a very difficult thing to do, much more difficult than most people you know would think and uh and while you know a lot of times you know people have the kind of conception of just go back there and catch it uh there's a lot more to it than that you know it's there's there's a lot more variables in catching a punt and uh it's definitely something that takes a lot of courage to do to sit on back there with your eyes in the air trusting your blockers in front of you and having the awareness around you to go ahead and and make the play if i can just Follow up, what makes a player good at standing back there and watching a punt come to them and being able to judge that? Is it a matter of eyesight? Is it a a, a natural skill? Is it learned? I mean, that sounds sounds very complicated. Mm, I don't think it's absolutely natural. I think you have to develop a feel and learn it over time. I think it's something that some players have better instincts for than others. Uh, you know, some things that you kind of find out about players early on when either you talk to them coming out of college or you get them early on, they come into your camp, you try and find out about them. One of the questions as a special teams coach I ask everybody is, did you grow up playing baseball? Because normally guys who grew up playing baseball are used to judging the ball in the air and getting their body under it. Uh, A lot of guys, you know, have difficulty judging it in the air, you know, knowing when to come forward, when to go back anticipating with the nose of the ball up or down and dealing with the wind, how much it's going to break in either direction. I don't think it's anything about it is a natural skill. I think some guys have better natural instincts maybe, but I think it's something you definitely have to work over time and develop a feel. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. And the last question will be Mike Reese. Hang on one second, Mike. Hey, Joe. How are you? Good, Mike. What's up, man? Good. Doing well. Um, you know, after a whole sort of offseason of asking you and our, you know, meetings with the media on the whole new kickoff rule after one week, whether it's your team or what you studied around the league from the games, what is your biggest takeaway as to the impact of the new rule on the kickoff? To uh, be honest with you, Mike, I think it's still a very small sample size of what we're going to see. I I'd still believe. As the season develops, we're going to see a lot more happen. I know there were a greater number of touchdowns and and a higher uh, drive start average this week in the league than there's been in past years. Uh, I think there's still room for impact uh, on a kickoff coverage or a kickoff return unit based on how they execute and how the matchups favor them. Uh, I think there was enough to see that the play is still very much an impact play and has potential to be an even greater impact play on both ends. But I do think that you know, this play will continue to develop as the season goes, as coaches and teams not only find different ways to attack it, but as the rosters also evolve based on injuries, based on you know, necessities by each team offensively and defensively, in which are able to carry on the 53 and the active roster. So it'll be interesting to see how different teams who rely more on size and different teams rely more on speed Kind of adjust and then within our own game plan week by week, how we can match up with those teams. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Dave.